This is KGLP Gallup. I'm Emma Farley, and I'm here with Rain, director of Somebody's Daughter and Say Her Name, two films about murdered and missing Indigenous women. Somebody's Daughter focuses on some of the highest profile missing and murdered Indigenous cases, most being in Montana. The film is playing this Friday evening, November 5th at 6 p.m. in downtown Gallup at the El Moro Theater. Rain, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with our audience here in Gallup today. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, To get it started off, would you mind introducing yourself, where you're from, and what started you on the path to making this film? Sure. Pavechave, Sastip, Na Naho, Okios, Na Sista, Homa, Nia Esh, Hestanov. A lot of my family are from the Northern Cheyenne Reservation from Lame Deer and Bernie, Montana. And on the other side of our family, I'm a Roma, a Romani. And why I, I made these two films, I mean, really it came about because the chairman of the Blackfeet Nation, Chairman Tim Davis, I was in a meeting with him and the Blackfeet Tribal Council, and it was on the opioids issue. The meeting then shifted to the MMIWG two-spirit crisis. And I said to the chairman that I had heard that there were people from outside of our community who were interested in making a film um, about some of the high-profile MMIWG cases. And the chairman kind of stopped me and he said, Rain, he said, you know, you're a filmmaker. He said, if anybody is going to make a documentary about this tragedy, um, and it's going to be you. And so, you know, when you're given that responsibility, um, it's something that you have to embrace. And, you know, when people come and watch the films, you know, when we, it is so important that our community members as tribal people, that we get to tell our own stories and articulate them in our own way. And so when people watch somebody's daughter and they watch say her name, you know, they will see that they are not scripted. You know, these stories are told in the words of the victims' families, the people who have lived the tragedy and relive it every single day um, through grief and through trauma. And, you know, justice demands that these stories be told and that they be told in this way. And you mentioned that, you know, somebody's daughter largely concentrates on some of the high profile cases in Montana. But, you know, we all know in our communities that whether it be in Montana or it be in New Mexico or it be in Arizona, you know, victims and victims' families Um, are facing very, very, very similar situations and all of those obstacles and all of those pernicious circumstances we need to be able to address. And so that's really what the films focus on. Yeah, I think what you said about telling the story from the family's point of view is really important. And this Indigenous Justice event coming up this Friday in Gallup, I believe, will continue that mission. They'll be hosting an open mic session from 2 until 5 p.m. at the Downtown Gallup Conference Center, where people can tell their stories and just kind of make sense of everything going on. 
Yeah, I think that is absolutely crucial. And so with these movies, you know, we are really trying to give voice to the silenced. So the silenced will be silent no more. And I think every single person that comes out and shares their experiences and shares their stories, you know, it takes us all as a community um, to be able to address this. And, you know, my hope is that we will leave, you know, the virtual MMA cage of social media and we will stop any consideration towards engaging in lateral violence and we will recognize ourselves as relatives and we will come together to solve this because it is going to take us all you know i'm just i'm just a dude who happened to direct these films you know um i've engaged in writing executive orders trying to get legislation passed in washington dc but what i do is no more valuable than you know what people in our community do on a grassroots level organizing marches putting together you know various groups just bringing awareness to this at every single level you know and so we really need to look at it truly in a tribal perspective and um, that we are all engaged in this i see your role as the first step raising awareness for this issue and then once awareness is raised our lawmakers can step in and start to work on solutions. What are some of the solutions lawmakers are currently trying to get passed? Well, we need to hold all of us collectively, you know, we need to hold politicians accountable. And I'm talking about United States senators, members of Congress, the Secretary of the Interior, and the President of the United States and the Attorney General. Um, the first version of Somebody's Daughter came out pre-COVID and it was trending uh, right up until, you know, COVID shut everything down in the spring of 2020. Uh, we made some changes to the film because the United Nations got in touch with me and, you know, was talking to me about the shadow pandemic and what I, you know, update the film relative to what was happening with COVID, uh, which I did. Now, the very first people we sent advanced copies of somebody's daughter to where all of the senators and you know, members of Congress who were engaged with Savannah's Act and the Not Invisible Act, because both of those two acts had stalled. Well, when the politicians recognized that a lot of people were suddenly going to be seeing what it was that they had committed to on film, amazingly, those two bills um, started to move quite quickly and got to the floor uh, of the House and Senate and they were passed and they were signed into law. But, you know, let's be very, very clear. Both Savannah's Act and the Not Invisible Act are small steps. They are incremental steps. And what we need to address this tragedy is we need comprehensive, comprehensive federal legislation and I was working on a bill called the Reduce, Return, and Recover Act with the late great civil rights icon and congressman, John Lewis. Um, tragically and sadly, Congressman Lewis got his stage four cancer diagnosis during this process. And so the bill never reached the floor. So we are waiting and lobbying for another member of Congress to pick up where the late, great John Lewis um, 
had left the bill. And that bill will be the most comprehensive piece of MMIW legislation. And that addresses all the interjurisdictional maze um, that exists. It addresses that extractive industry and man camps are the nitroglycerin to this issue. Um, it addresses that we don't have any adequate cold case protocols. It addresses that we don't have cultural competency uh, within a lot of federal and state law enforcement entities. Um, it addresses human trafficking tracks to port cities. And this has been going on for decades and decades and decades. And it creates tribal liaison offices in each BIA region um, that will be manned and operated by the tribal people whom are from that region. So for example, um, with the Diné people, with the Navajo people, you know, we're not gonna have somebody from South Dakota or Montana um, overseeing the administration of a tribal liaison office on the Navajo nation. You know, you have to have somebody who can speak the language and who knows the culture, who has that background. And those tribal liaison offices, number one, they'll be a conduit for people who may have information on missing persons cases to be able to take it to the tribal liaison office and the tribal liaison office will then pass it to whichever law enforcement agency so that that person who has the information doesn't have to deal with law enforcement unless and until they may be called as a witness if there is ultimately a prosecution that will also provide for victims family support in a culturally appropriate manner and it will also be a go-between between victims families and law enforcement because this is an incredible burden on victims families and those whom we recover um, it will provide mental health services from them, but not just from the Western paradigm, also from our own cultural precepts. So these would be incredibly important advances. I know that in the past, there's been a significant lack of data for missing and murdered Indigenous cases, and that has been a big part of the problem. But I also know that it's starting to change. Quite a few different organizations are starting to collect this data. What are these organizations and what new insights have they provided on missing and murdered indigenous cases? Well, I think, you know, the Sovereign Bodies Institute um, do an incredible job of trying to collate the data that exists. But, you know, we have a long way to go. Um, for example, as far too often, you know, tribal people, indigenous people are categorized as quote unquote other on uh, crime report forms, law enforcement re reports and, you know, coroner's reports. So, you know, if tribal people are consistently being categorized as other and not actually by our identities, how are we ever going to get any accurate data if it just goes, you know, ethnicity of the victim, white, black, Asian, other. Um, so we have to address that. I wrote an executive order that was enacted by Governor John Bell Edwards of Louisiana because all of the tribal people in Louisiana were categorized as other. Well, he signed that executive order um, 
into law on May 5th of this year, a murder and missing indigenous women awareness day. And so that's no longer the case there. So, you know, we need to look at state by state as well, what that situation is, because in 2021, there is no tribal person who should be being categorized as other. So that's a very, very important um, advancement that we need to make. You know, rel relative to data, I have tribal leaders who say to me, you know, that every all the data is underreported. I think that the Department of Justice um, acknowledges that fact. Um, at the state level, there is such apathy in a lot of places that, you know, we, we basically just have to start holding these people accountable. And I think that the work that sovereign bodies do um, to collate what is available, and then they also, you know, they call out um, agencies who are non-cooperative. I think that's really important. And, you know, I'm a big advocate that um, we need to, we need to take control of these situations because whenever, you know, whenever we wait for the federal government to get involved in something to address a crisis, or we wait for, you know, a state authority, um, it doesn't have a very good outcome. And so I think the more pressure that we can apply, um, the more successful that we're going to be. And as I said earlier, you know, it's going to take all of us. Now, your two films, Somebody's Daughter and Say Her Name, are some of the only films on this subject. What are your plans to increase visibility for the film? Any plans for distribution on streaming channels, etc.? Yeah, we're actually engaged um, in those negotiations um, right now. I just had a call about it before I talked to you. Um, in a couple of weeks' time, I believe, two or three weeks' time, um, I, the Dr. Phil show um, has got an episode on the MMIWG tragedy. And so we're going to raise a lot of um, national awareness with that um, because, you know, the, it's, it's all about the exposure. Um, so I'm also engaged in going around to as many communities and areas as I can um, to show the film and to meet people and to hear people's voices. Um, so there are many different facets um, related to promoting a film. Um, so we're trying to do everything that we can to raise awareness with the, for the films because, you know, if the, the film's receive profile the issue receives profile and that's what we're trying to do you know that's that's the whole purpose of what we're doing and so i'm hopeful that they will be available on uh, one streaming service or another um, in the near future and will you be in gallup this friday at the indigenous justice event I will be in Gallup this Friday um, to meet with people and hope as many folks as possible um, come out and so they can see the film and, you know, we can have a discussion afterwards and people's voices will be heard. I think it's really, really important um, that we do that, that we engage as many people as possible and that everybody, everybody feels welcome to come and share their perspectives. Absolutely. That is at 6 p.m. this Friday 
at the El Moro Theater with a showing of somebody's daughter as well as a Q&A afterwards. Um, any last public service announcements? If you could say one thing to the people of Gallup, what would you share? I would say that, you know, we talk a lot about statistics and we're only now starting to see statistically um, the enormity of this tragedy. But I would remind people that behind every statistic is a life. Many times it's a life that has been lost. These are loved ones. These are not numbers. And so there are countless shattered hearts. And these are people, this was somebody's daughter, somebody's auntie, somebody's mom, in some cases, somebody's grandma, somebody's niece. And we need to remember that. We need to remember that these are lives and we need to honor those lives in the work that we do going forward so that they will not be forgotten and we are going to give them voice. We are going to say their names. Thank you so much, Rain. Thank you. Rain will be in downtown Gallup this evening at 6 p.m. at the El Moro Theater for a screening and Q&A of his film, Somebody's Daughter. That's part of the day-long Indigenous Justice event in downtown Gallup, featuring several other events throughout the day. Full details on the whole lineup can be found on kglp.org under PSAs and events.